Welcome to the Unexpected Gardener. And this, I am unexpected because this whole food, growing food thing, uh, being independent, learning how to homestead is completely unexpected. I'm a city girl from Boston with no skill set. And I've been able to turn my tiny backyard into a little uh, oasis that provides my family with lots of organic food. I, I talk a lot about big food and how they're they've made our food supply toxic and you know how we need to have alternatives to that but i've also spent the last 20 years fighting a very broken medical system big pharma um medical care health and wellness and holistic health and so that's kind of been a big part of my journey i don't talk about it a lot on this podcast but i think it's kind of a natural segue when you take kind of your food supply in your own hands that you might start thinking about doing that same thing with your health care. So I have a really exciting guest on today. Um, Dr. Sherry Rayleigh is a local chiropractor here in our area and has been an unbelievably amazing source for me for and my whole family for, geez, going on probably nine years now, eight or nine years um, and I want to have her on today to, to talk about this whole issue that we have and how we can kind of be more holistically minded. So welcome, Dr. Sherry. Well, thank you, Sabrina. I'm very excited for, to be here. Yeah, this is a lot to unpack. And I'm, I'm <laughs> guessing this might morph into maybe a series, you know, maybe we can mm. kind of break things down even more and talk about specific aspects absolutely um, you know so um maybe just give us like a quick overview of you know you know you and you know your experience and your practice and kind of why you got into becoming a holistic chiropractor okay Whew, where do i start um so i've always known as a little girl i have said since i can remember i want to be a doctor i want to be a doctor and you know, I grew up in a traditional American family. I didn't know about holistic anything. Um, so, you know, I just assumed medical doctor my whole life. That, that was my plan. I went to college, um, went, you know, was graduating college, <clears throat> figuring out my next steps. And um, long story short, I ended up hurting my back. And the doctor was like, I, you know, here's a pain pill. And I said, I don't like, I don't like, me I don't like taking medicine. I don't, I don't want to take that. That's not going to fix something. I, I hurt myself. I, I'm like, there's something wrong with me. I need something to fix it. What's going to fix it? And they had no answers other than a pain pill. So I, um, what my, I took myself to a chiropractor, uh, you know, I had, everyone was like, oh gosh, what is that? What are you doing? Why are you doing that? And I was blown away by what this guy was doing in his practice. He saw everybody, kids, grandmas, moms, dads, everyone was happy and smiling. And, and I thought, wow, I, what is this? I've got to learn more about this. Um, six months later, I was in chiropractic school. So that, that was kind of a very, very brief version of the whole thing. Um, but in chiropractic school, I actually had a flare up of some abdominal pain and I had been told earlier in life that I probably had something called PCOS. Um, and so 
that's polycystic ovarian syndrome. And so I found found out in, in chiropractic school that I had some cysts on my ovaries and went down this journey of holistic health, trying to heal my own body through mm. functional medicine and uh, other even fertility work, things like that, that I've done on a natural aspect. And when I started my practice here, Vitality Chiropractic and Wake Forest, um, I knew that was my goal, was to help people live a holistic lifestyle, not necessarily just through chiropractic, but overall health and looking at people from a whole person perspective. Without going into like an hour long story of my whole, my whole story, um, you know, I had never been treated myself as a whole person. I had only ever had people look at, you know, looking at my ovaries and saying there was something wrong with them. And, you know, I hear these stories of women all the time who have the same, that same story, or they, they're looked at as, as an organ versus as a whole person. And so that was one of my passions with starting the practice is that we weren't going to do that. We were going to be different. We're going to look at people as whole human beings and care for the, that person as, as a person, not just as a sum of their symptoms or some of their parts. Well, and it's, to me, it seems so common sense to, to look at it like that because, you know, our bodies, our, our systems work together. You know, it's, yes. it's very frustrating. And I know for myself, when my oldest was, I think she was probably like, well, I think that my first, you know, foray into chiropractic was when she was about 11 and she had been chronic ear infections her entire life, you know, and they were just like, well, she has really small eustachian tubes. So that's why she gets fluid. And I didn't know any better. And so I did everything they said, you know, we did antibiotics. Like it was just a chronic cycle of she couldn't hear anything. And took her to the doctor. Oh, she's got fluid. It's an ear infection. Here's antibiotics. And then it would go away for a while. And then I would have the same cycle over and over and over again. And so then it was, oh, she needs ear tubes. Oh, we need to take her adenoids out. Oh, she needs her tonsils out. And I just went, I, and I look back and I'm, you know, and I know you can't, you only know what you know, but I look back and I feel really guilty that I didn't question. I'm kind of a questioner by nature anyway, Mm -hmm. but I didn't. And so finally someone said, why don't you just take her to the chiropractor? And I was like, the chiropractor for (laughs) ears? Like, I don't, chiropractors are just for backs. I don't, I don't know how that would help. (laughs) She's like, no, like it's, it's amazing. Like she probably has, you know, like a subluxation in her neck or something. Like, I think they can help. So we went to a chiropractor and I'll never forget, she was, you know, at this point, she's, you know, 11. So she can talk about her symptoms when she was, you know, one or whatever. I couldn't, she couldn't communicate how she was feeling. And so we went into the chiropractor and, you know, it was a very, she was a very holistic minded chiropractor. So it was, it was interesting and different. <laughs> and yeah. um, about an hour later, we're sitting together and she went, oh my gosh, mom, the fluid's gone. I can hear. Oh, and I was like, are you serious? I mean, I just felt like I was so grateful to chiropractic for that. Cause you know, you, when you take your kid through all these, you know, for years and years. And so that was my first understanding about how powerful chiropractic was. And then when she had, um, you know, chronic, um, like stomach pain, 
we went to doctor after doctor after doctor and they were like oh she has acid reflux here's a prescription for you know whatever mm-hmm. and i just oh, threw I- it in the trash because by then i knew i was like this system is jacked up <laughs> and you just want to give my kid medicine but something's wrong in her body so you know chiropractic really helped open my eyes to the the concept that you know our bodies are all it's all of our systems are connected and if you don't view like you're saying the person as a whole let's get to the you know let's figure out what's happening and it took it took so long for me to finally find a pediatrician I found her because my raw milk supplier accidentally didn't do BCC with all the emails. Oh. She had like a, you know, an update or whatever. She put everybody in and I saw, I saw her name, Dr. Diane Pacheco at like whatever.com. And I'm like, <laughs> I wonder if that's a, you know, and I looked her up and sure enough, she's a pediatrician. And I'm like, if she's buying raw milk, <laughs> then you know, you know, you know I mean? she's probably like my people. And the first thing she said was, Hmm. I wonder if there isn't some sort of food intolerance or something going on with her. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yep. and sure enough, she was intolerant to gluten and we cut out gluten and all of her symptoms went away. So I'm pretty passionate about this stuff. So, you know, I'm, people, this might get a little spicy because <laughs> this hits a real nerve with me. Yeah. Um, and I know obviously you've spent what the last 10 years caring for families. Yeah. And I I see this stuff over and over and over Mm. again. I I literally, when you bring up the ear infections, I literally, like, I just want to climb to the top of a mountain and scream. Please, (laughs) chiropractic should be number one for this. Please, people. You know, it's still still unknown. Um, You know, you found out about how how old is your oldest now? 20-something? She's going to be 27 next Thursday. Yeah, I mean, that's. So this is not new. Like this is this is no. old stuff. It should be common knowledge, but unfortunately, it isn't. And I think I want to talk about that. I, I, you know, but I, you know, chiropractic, we get a bad rap. Like chiropractors have not had a good. Um, people just don't understand us. We're very misunderstood, and that was actually intentional by the American Medical Association. So I don't know if you know the history here, but back 100 years ago, less than 100 years ago, actually, um, chiropractic was illegal. So the founder of chiropractic, without getting too crazy into this history, the founder of chiropractic realized that he could help people by actually adjusting someone and returning their hearing. Um, So speaking of ear infections, so the first adjustment ever made was on on a man who was known to be deaf and he started hearing after his adjustment and so he thought he had found a cure for deafness and actually that it only happened to that guy it was it was he started adjusting other people and all kinds of other symptoms went away and so now we know more we know that we understand the neurology behind it but we know that the brain is communicating to the rest of the body through the spine and when those nerve communications are flowing properly, then the body is capable of healing. So what happened was chiropractors started popping up. People started studying and learning and studying chiropractic, and they started popping up all over the country. And medical doctors were threatened because people didn't need them as much because people would go to these chiropractic offices and get some, you know, at that time of, of the world, think come this weird thing where they crack your spine and 
you know, you're magically better. And so the AMA actually put out a lawsuit against chiropractors to, to basically shame them, to force us into stopping. And chiropractic won. Obviously, we're still here. But that didn't stop the miscommunications from happening in the schools where the schools aren't taught about chiropractic and we're not taught, they're not taught about what we do and how we do things. And so there's still these really old mindsets of how chiropractic isn't, isn't safe or, you know, oh, don't do that. We don't know enough about it. There's not enough research. And that's all a lie. Mm-hmm. We, there is, there is tons of research. There's tons and thousands and thousands of people who have benefited from chiropractic and it was all out there on purpose, the shaming and the, 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 you know, keeping us from doing the work that we do all because we were a threat, um, a threat to their bottom line. And so, you know, when you talk about food revolutions and healthcare revolutions, you know, the food revolution is a threat to the bottom line of the yes. food of these big companies. So there's a threat to the bottom line of a lot of these big companies when it talk when people learn to, that they can take care of their health and their own take health into their own matters. Well, I mean, a hundred percent. And when you think about it, you know, what would what would what would life be like if, if instead of every, you know, every commercial that I see? I mean, I don't have regular TV, but even with you know the streaming apps or whatever. It's big pharma commercials. Every stinking commercial yeah. is a drug for this and a drug for that. And I, I will, I'm like a little note here. I, I do think, and I'm very thankful that there are important drugs that save people and help people. So I'm not saying that every single medication that is created is garbage and we shouldn't take it. That's not what I'm saying. But if the focus was more on holistic health in all areas in your food like if we didn't have i mean literally you go to the grocery store and probably 80 percent of what's in the grocery store is filled with some sort of chemical pesticide or toxin okay so that's not even real food but if we focused on teaching small children from the time they you know are able to understand that this is what we do for our bodies we take care of our bodies with what we eat and we get movement and when we don't feel well, we're going to use herbs or we're going to use, you know, we're going to go to chiropractic because when you go to the chiropractor on a regular basis, chiropractic boosts your immune system. There's all these positive side effects of chiropractic. So that's part of our normal life. And then, you know, you kind of have a different mindset, you know, where you go into like, these are the things I do to take care of this one body I have. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like it, it makes so much more sense to, to my brain. Well, and prevention is, is, is key. I mean, we can't, we can't expect a healthy body when you're eating processed crap and you can't expect, you can't expect to go to your medical doctor for your overall health. You know, our healthcare system is broken and we, we all know that. I don't think anyone would ever deny that. And it's broken because it's turning into this uh, this big system right there's big food big pharma big healthcare it's all it's all it's all there so you know you can't just go to a mom and pop you know med- medical doctor i mean when i grew up i had a you know my pediatrician medical doctor like he it was his practice and it was him and a couple nurses and 
you know, it was a small office, and he, he knew us by name. If we ran into him at the grocery store, we, we chatted for a second. You know, it was it was relational. And that is not, that barely exists anymore because we've got these large corporations that are taking over our healthcare system. And so, you know, I say this with that grain of salt that, like, we do need good quality medical care when it's necessary. But the hospital systems are now taking over every piece from, you know, the major sick care. Like I have to go to the hospital. I'm very ill. I need, I need major medical care, but your day to day medical care is no longer you and your relationship with your doctor. It's your doctor is being controlled by these big corporations that tell them what they can and cannot do. Yeah. I I was actually going to, that's one of the questions I wanted to dive into a little bit, which I, again, I realize is probably too big of a topic to, you know, <laughs> to really like explore, but maybe, like I said, maybe we can do a series and dive into these deeper, but what, what do you think? Cause you have said to me before, like that personalization is like gone and you've kind of vowed to, to recreate, you know, to, to nail that, that personal relationship with the whole person but like, what, what do you think the relationship between doctors and big pharma, like what, what does that kind of look like? And how does that affect the way doctors actually care for patients? Huh. Well, yeah, that's, a load. that's, that's one of those loaded questions. I love Cliff it. Notes. Cliff um, notes. <laughs> so I, I do not believe, and this is not a, an, an, a, and I don't want to be negative towards any specific medical professional. I don't know a single medical professional that got into this work and this life because they like wanted to hurt people or they didn't care about people. They, everybody, myself included, like, will you get into this because you're passionate about helping and caring for people? Big pharma starts in medical schools. And, And I'll be honest, it starts in chiropractic schools from some of these holistic supplement companies we sure. you know they come into chiropractic school and they teach us about all these supplements and why theirs is the best and whatever so we are being as a very young professional before we even graduate we are being coerced into why this is the best thing right so it happens in chiropractic but on a holistic level it happens in medical schools too these you know pharmaceutical companies come in and they they talk to the students and then and then when you're out in practice, they show up in your they show up and they have money, right? They have a lot of money. So they woo us, they woo the professionals. They're like, hey doc, you know, come on out and we'll take you to dinner and we'll take you out for a steak and I want you to learn about this new drug I have. And so, you know, as a human being, it's like, oh well, you know, especially right out of school, you're like, oh, I'm broke still. So sure, I'll take a free <laughs> steak dinner. <laughs> But, but it starts with that. And, and like I said, they don't, I don't think anyone means anything intentional to do, you know, to put people in the wrong direction, but, but it, there's marketing for it, just like the marketing on the big food, right? You know, there's Burger King or McDonald's or whatever. We just fast food blanket commercials every night before you go to bed. Why do you think they put those on at night before you go to bed? Because yeah. it's the last thing you're going to see when you wake up in the morning, first thing you're going to think is, Oh yeah, that burger. I'm, I'm gonna go get one of those today, right? So it's we could probably do a whole podcast on just media marketing and oh, the marketing. <laughs> it, it makes me it makes me furious because honestly, yeah. I think you know we were all tricked by tobacco marketing, 
yeah. right? Because they, oh. you know, smoke, it's so great. Look at how cool you are. And, you know, we enticed people into wanting to smoke because of marketing. Yeah. And then, and then food, you know, I'm sorry, Lucky Charms is not, it's not food. It's no. literally poisons that you're feeding your kids or putting in your body. Like I, I'm dying on that hill. It is not yeah. food. No. So, but you know, the marketing behind that, it's like a powerful thing. And I have fallen victim to it too. And, no, we all have. You know what I mean? And then, yep. and then with like the, with the, with the pharma commercials, like, you know, again, I know that some people need medication and I, I'm, I'm a realistic person, you know, I get it. I get that there's a need for it, but it has turned into this powerful marketing machine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you just mentioned about like the, you know, pharmaceutical companies like wooing the doctors and stuff. If anybody hasn't watched the, um, the Netflix, um, it's called painkiller and it's kind of the origins of like the opioid crisis um, and how it, I mean, it's disturbing. And I'm sure that there's some sort of, you know, they take creative, you know, license a little bit and make it a lot more sinister, but you totally get the point of what they're trying to show you is, you know, it isn't good for people and they, but they know they can make a lot of money for it. And, and maybe in some cases, like you said, a a lot of people are like, well, you know, this could help, you know, if somebody's had back surgery and they're in a lot of pain, um, one of the person, you know, the, the characters on the show had a really serious back injury and he became addicted to oxy and, but the, this kind of seedier side of the money machine um, is really something that we really need to just open our eyes. And even if you're not super holistic minded or you're really adamant, like the doc, we have this weird thing in the United States. I don't know if it's in other countries too, where like, if you're a doctor, you literally can't like say anything wrong. Like well, yeah. the, doc- the doctor said, and chiropractors <laughs> I feel have been minimized. Like, oh yeah. And I will go on record of saying that you, you are the smartest person I know. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Thank you. And there have been many times over our relationship where I don't feel well, or I have a weird symptom and I'll, you know, and I'll talk to you and you'll be like, Hmm, it's probably this. So why don't you try and you give me some sort of, you know, natural, you know, something for me to try and, and my symptoms go away and I feel better <laughs> because you're like able to kind of figure out. But, you know, I feel like if I went to a doctor, they'd be like, here's a muscle relaxer or, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? And it's like, I don't want that. I don't want that. I want, you know, that relationship. I want that personalization where someone actually cares about all of me, not just, you know, giving me a painkiller and, you know, in my 10 minute slot and then on to the next person. Well, and that, and that really dives into the, the, the topic of, you know, looking at people as a whole, when you're thinking of people from the doctor's perspective, if I look at this person as a whole person, it's easier to do that. And the, and there's a, it's a blessing and a curse that our healthcare system has become so separated and broken down. You have a specialist, which is a blessing, right? The specialists are, are a specialist in a specific area. You know, you have a nephrologist and a neurologist and a orthopedist and all these specialized things. So when there's an issue, it's amazing. Because they know exactly what to do for that specific area. Mm-hmm. But on the, the curse of that is that our medical system has now been broken down so that our doctors are trained in a specialty. And so they're, they're, they're trained to think of 
things in a specific organ, right? We're looking at a certain area of the body or a certain organ of the body. And there's not many people or doctors out there that are looking at you as a person anymore. So it's a blessing and a curse because we do need people to still look at you from a general whole being perspective, not necessarily just the sum of your parts. Yeah. And, and that, and that's, you know, like I say, it's a blessing and a curse. Um, but the revolution comes from us taking care, taking our stance in wanting to be treated as a whole person. And that's what needs to happen because we, you know, as a consumer of healthcare, right, we're all consumers of healthcare services that we need to stand up and say, you know, you know, I'm going to look for the right, I'm going to look for the doctor that works for me. I tell patients all the time when I, when I hear, I hear people in the office give, they get bad advice. And, you know, without being rude, I, I, you know, try to explain how, Hey, you know what? I'm not sure I agree with what your doctor said. Why don't you think about a, maybe a second opinion or, you know, or let's have a conversation about that. But I tell people all the time, you hired your doctor, you pay your health insurance you pay that your pay, your health insurance is paying that doctor. So you hired that doctor, you hired them, you can fire them. You come into my office, you're hiring me. That first day we meet, not only am I asking you and getting a history of what's going on with you, you're also interviewing me. And I look sure. at it from that perspective because yeah. you're going to, if you're going to pay for my services, you have hired me. And so people are so, we're not empowered to, to take care of our own health and we're kind of taught and I think this is a very old school mindset of like do everything your doctor says mm. like you said you know follow with what your doctor says but but I want people to know you hired that doctor if they're not serving you move on because you deserve that yeah and it's kind of scary to do that you know I mean it is because you know I know for myself um you know once I kind of wised up to what was really going on and, you know, and I have, I have four kids. So my oldest was kind of my, you know, I feel like I messed up with her and didn't ask the right questions. And I didn't, and I didn't even, well, I didn't even ask any questions. I just, I just did what I was told. You know, I was 24. I was young. I didn't understand. And so I just, when the doctor said she needed this, I just was like, okay. And, and so it was a lot easier for me then because I just did what I was told with my, my second born who's um, 17 now, I was, I said no to everything. I was like, oh no, I'm going to research everything. You're not injecting anything into my kid. You're not doing anything to my child until I have completely investigated it. And you know what, what happened is I was vilified. I was told, you know, I was basically um, treated like I was you know, making horrible decisions. I was treated like I was a bad mother, you know, so it was really hard for me to be an advocate, like you're saying, like for me to be like, well, um, no, I'm not going to allow you to pressure me in this 10 minute pediatric visit to do yeah. whatever it is you're saying. <laughs> so I'm going to go home and, and I want to research that, or um, I would like the insert to that vaccine, please. Yeah. Oh, here's an info sheet. No, I don't want the info sheet. That's the info sheet that you know, you created or the pharma create, I want to actually see the insert that comes with the vaccine. Yes. You know, I want to read that, please. 
you know, and so when you do that, you know, it's hard to do that because most, mostly no, nobody does that. So you're like an, you're like an outlier. And so it's, it's hard to do that. But I do think that if more people would be willing to ask the questions and be firm, because you're right, that doctor works for you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can choose a different one, you know? Um, So you, you've, we've talked about this before, obviously we've talked about this, this whole medical care, you know, kind of it's, I think it's a crisis, but you know, whatever, whatever word you want to use um, about it, not being personalized and that you run into this a lot where either mm-hmm. people come in to see you and either they weren't listened to or, um, and as a result, something was missed that you caught. Um <laughs> I, well, let's stop there. T- tell me, you have a couple of <laughs> anecdotal or, you know, real stories that you can kind of vaguely tell us to protect, yes, you know. Absolutely. Obviously, it won't give any names. Um, yeah. So, you know, jumping from like the aspect of like the fact that we're all looked at as an organ, not like a whole person. Um, I, that's what I see. And I have literally, I, okay, guys, I'm a chiropractor, right? I should be. Like, I should not be running labs and finding things that your medical doctor missed. Like, I do that because I care about people as a whole person. And, but that's also, like, shouldn't be the number one thing, right? I have lost track of the number of women that I have found Hashimoto's because the doctors aren't running the proper thyroid tests. And I think we could go into a whole sidebar on this, and maybe we should, yes. about health insurance and like I said, these doctors are not doing this on purpose. They are limited by their big corporations. They are limited by the big insurance companies, mm. the ones that we pay our hard-earned money to have. So we could have a whole conversation about that. Um, you know, insurance companies dictate what you can do for labs. So, right? So the, the insurance company, if you don't have X number of, of symptoms that could maybe mean that you have a thyroid issue, if you don't fit this mold, this checkbox list that they've come up with, they won't cover the thyroid tests. So your poor doctor, who is probably a decent human being and cares about you, can't order the proper tests for your thyroid to find out if this is really your problem. So unfortunately, because they know they can't, they just don't. Because, Mm. you know, and so there's this whole aspect of it. So when people show up in my office and we go over their symptoms and I say, you know, this sounds like a thyroid thing. And they're like, yeah, I thought so too. But my doctor ran a test and said I was fine. And so I'm like, okay, well, send me your labs. Let me look at them. And lo and behold, they ran one test. There's eight tests you can run to, to, to properly check a thyroid. Eight. And there usually is only one. If your doctor's doing a decent job, they'll run three of the eight. And so... I will tell people, hey, look, I understand your doctor wasn't able to do it. This is why, likely because your insurance wouldn't cover it. I have a, I have a personal account, a professional account with a lab testing company that if you go ahead and order through me, I will do this at, at cost for you. And it's, you know, whatever, how many dollars, it's fairly cheap. And let's get this thyroid thing figured out. And I've literally lost track of the number of women I found this Hashimoto's in. And when we find it, we can properly treat it. And, you know, that's one of the few things that that we see. Just last week, I had a family come in. Mom's been under care with me for years. 
dad was under care, but life got busy and he has, I haven't seen him in probably two years now and came in with severe migraines that started two weeks ago. He's vomiting multiple times a day, came out of nowhere after an eye infection, actually, Hmm. and, and had already gone to the ER and the ER dismissed and said, oh, you're just dehydrated. Here's a pain pill and a nausea medication. Well, we set you up with a neurologist for three weeks from now. So I go on a whole soapbox rant on that issue. We don't have enough doctors. I'll be honest. There's not enough in this country, um, let alone good ones, and that really are able to kind of step outside the box. But that's a whole nother sidebar. Um, So he shows up in my office because, you know, we know he knows I, oh, I used to get headaches years ago and your adjustments helped. And I, I did an exam on him, looked over, looked over everything. I said, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to touch you today. I'm concerned that you might actually have meningitis. I need you to go back to the ER and get a spinal tap because this is very questionable. And the wife said, oh, thank you so much. I was worried about that too. And they blew me off when I said that at the ER. I said, yeah, they shouldn't be blowing you off. You need to go, you need to go advocate for yourself and for your husband here and say, we need to get this tested to find out. Well, I got a text from her six hours later. They did the spinal tap and guess what? He has meningitis. Mm. So the poor man, you know, and... I understand that our hospital systems and our, our, everybody's very overwhelmed, very busy, very much they're, you know, doing their best and trying, but you know, it, it puts me on this soapbox because often chiropractors are treated as less than, and you know, there's that part of me that wanted to get really spicy and call up that ER doc and say, Oh, Hey, by the way, um, a chiropractor found out something that you should have done, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, obviously I didn't, but, but what about the life impact for that family? What if he didn't come see me? He well, would have likely died. He would have died. He wouldn't yes. have seen somebody for three whole weeks. He wouldn't have made it three weeks before he was dead. Oh like, my gosh. That's you know, awful. And so I get spicy about this because our healthcare system is failing us as human beings. So we know our big food, big food is failing us. Clearly we talk, you've talked about that. You know, there's so many assets we can talk about that, but then you've got big pharma and big insurance and big pharma, big insurance, you know, they're in bed together. There is, there's really no way to truly separate those two. And we, as consumers, we lie on our health insurance and we rely on this healthcare system. We're not empowered to take care of ourselves from a preventative standpoint, but we're yet also not empowered in those moments because they thought, you know, oh, maybe this was meningitis, but they didn't, you know, you're, you're kind of at the mercy in those moments of the doctor. And, you know, when I sent her back, I sent her back with the power. I said, go back and tell them this is what you need. And, you know, taking that moment to give her the confidence to say, hey, my husband needs this. I need you to figure out this is what's going on with him. They were able to make that difference. And now he's being treated and everything's going to be fine. Wow, that's unbelievable. And and it is. And I think part of it too is, you know, we we look at medical care or healthcare in the lens of what does my insurance cover? Yes. And in in reality, what we what we should have in this country is we should pay for our, you know, our 
well checks or you know your minor sick visits and we should have insurance for catastrophic stuff so that if you get cancer or if you break your arm or whatever then you've got coverage for that but the but the wellness aspect should really we should be paying ourselves because then you'll actually see how much things cost and i think what ends up happening is you know things cost way they can cost way less if we actually knew and paid them ourselves, you know? Oh, um, yeah. And I have, a, I mean, I have a few examples personally of when, I, and you mentioned Hashimoto's when I, I'm from, you know, Massachusetts originally, and I was diagnosed with a, you know, thyroid, um, underactive thyroid, you know, probably, I don't even know how many years ago, but basically five years, four or five years before I had these unbelievably disturbing symptoms. And that's actually what prompted me to move to North Carolina um, they were so bad that I couldn't really work. I mean, I couldn't, my brain wouldn't work anymore. And I would go and do something on the computer that I had done every day for 10 years and I couldn't remember how to do it. And after a full night's sleep, I would get, I'd drive to work and I'd be so exhausted. I'd just close my eyes for a minute and I would fall asleep because I was so physically exhausted. Um, all of those things led my doctor who I really liked. They were, they were very holistic minded doctors. They were like, we think something's up. So, and we want you to do like a, an MRI with like with the, the dye and we, we want to check your brain. You know, they thought I had a brain tumor. That's how, <laughs> but my insurance wouldn't cover it mm-hmm. because, you know, they, and I said, I don't care. I don't, I don't care. I'll pay for it, whatever. And so I actually called around to different places to find out how much they cost because I had to pay for it myself. And Mm -hmm. so I found one and I, you know, I checked up their reviews. I checked them out. They were legit. I ran it by my doctor. They were like, yeah, these, these guys are legit. And so I paid for it myself. It was like 750 bucks or something. Um, I guarantee you if my insurance covered it, it wouldn't be $750. Right. Yeah. It would be a lot more. Yeah. And it turns out I didn't have a brain tumor. I had Hashimoto's, Mm -hmm. you know, and I wish I had a Dr. Sherry back then (laughs) because I'm pretty sure you would have been like, wait a minute, have them checked your antibodies. I didn't know one had ever mentioned that to me. And I went to someone who did the labs and found that my, I had hypothyroid and put me on thyroid medication and, and she never checked that. Nope. And so lo and behold, I had Hashimoto's the whole time. So my symptoms didn't go away, really. They And they got so bad that I couldn't function. So, but, you know, you have to be willing to pay that. But that, and I couldn't pay it all. Mm-hmm. I had to pay like in three different payments or something. But I was like, well, I need to know if I have a brain tumor. So I'm going to have to pay for it. But I, it was a very eye-opening experience to call around and... Yeah find out um, how much things cost. Another thing I had that I had to pay for myself, um, I think it's called a cardiac calcium CT. Does that sound right? Yes. Yes. So I don't have any cardiac issues, but I was like kind of freaked out because my dad died of a heart attack. And so I went to a a cardiologist. They did like the full workup. They're like, oh, you're, you're, you're great. And I'm like, well, a, a woman actually died in my neighborhood. A mom at 45 just had a heart attack. And I was like, you know, and she had no symptoms. How do you know? And he said, oh, there's this thing called a cardiac um, calcium CT that will show if there's any plaque buildup in your arteries, um, but insurance won't cover it. 
I was like, well, why wouldn't insurance cover that? That seems like a <laughs> wonderful tool for people to know whether they have any plaque buildup well ahead of when they actually have a heart attack and die. And he's like, yeah, I know that makes, <laughs> but they won't. And I was like, okay, I don't care how much it is. I'll do yeah. it. Yeah. It was $150. <laughs> Which is That's very it. manageable for most people to, to figure out. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, it's $150. Cause he gave me like, here, call, you know, it's in Durham or something call. And so I called him and they're like, Oh, it's 150. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I want that. You know, <laughs> yeah. so I went in and had this diagnostic tool that I had to pay for myself, but it basically told me I had no plaque. I was in really good shape. Right. But what if I wasn't, what if my yeah. score was higher and then, but what if it wasn't high enough for me to die of a heart attack, but high enough for me to take it, you know, do some really preventive stuff to make me better you know it's a it's crazy it's crazy and that personalization and that power you know it we have to take it back we have to take it back and we have to not be afraid to question a doctor because like you said I have met and I've had doctors care for me and my family that I really cared about and they were really wonderful but they're also sort of like slaves to this weird system that you were just talking about about insurance and um yeah well and it's and it's not the doctor's fault it's it's really it's just the system and so you know i think your your podcast here is the perfect place to 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 really drop these bombs because your listeners are interested in a food revolution Mm -hmm. so if we're thinking about a food revolution that opens the door to start considering other revolutions that may need to happen in your, in your family or in your life. And if you don't want to be involved with big food, you already understand you're probably going to have to pay a little bit more to buy food directly from your farmer. And if you don't, if you want a revolution away from this healthcare and this system that's broken, you may have to also pay for that, you know, and health insurance is not, it's sick care. It's not health care. Yeah. It's designed for sick care, but yet we've turned it into our society has turned it into our health care. And but it's not it's not it's not built that way and it's not built to work that way. And so, you know, I, I want people to be empowered to say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna use my health insurance when I'm sick. But I'm yeah. gonna find myself a doctor, a medical doctor that knows me and my family. And I pay them cash to to care for us because that's a relationship. They know me. They can care for me. And and same thing with my chiropractor. I I know that I want you know see my chiropractor if I have a health concern, a problem. But that's not that's not what your healthcare your health insurance isn't designed to be used over and over and over again for your wellness adjustments and your maintenance adjustments. Yeah. And so you know we see this and have this discussion on a basically daily basis in our office like yes we're happy to take your insurance when there's a problem but your insurance isn't designed to cover all of your chiropractic forever just like it's not designed to cover you know your gym membership or the raw the raw milk that you bought or the beef that you got from your local farmer it's not there for that and if you know if we want to get out of these broken systems we're going to have to be empowered to take that step and that also means, you know, from a family aspect, looking at your budget and yeah, you right. know, if you're ready to start making these moves. Obviously, it's not something we can do overnight, but think about that from an aspect of your budget of what, hey, you know what, next year, 
we're going to we're going to see our chiropractor consistently. I'm going to go to I'm going to find myself a doctor that's out of this big system, and I'm going to pay for that. And that may take time, but to actually be conscious and aware and say, hey, you know what? We're gonna we're leaving the food system, and we're also going to pull out of this as well. Yeah, and I do think it's a mind it's a mind shift. And I notice, like since I since I founded um, the Wake Forest Local Food Collaborative, and I notice when you know whenever I talk about it on like a local Facebook page or something, I notice that people are like, you know, what are the what are they what are the prices or, mm-hmm. you know, how does this compare to the grocery store? That's a question I actually got recently. And so, and I remember being in that mindset. So I don't, I don't fault people for thinking that way at all, because I remember when I was first kind of making that shift in my head, like, okay, how am I going to feed four children and a husband, you know, on, you know, my, my budget's going to have to increase because I want to, and it's kind of like, you have to work through it. But I remember, so I replied to that person and I said, it's not, (laughs) I mean, it's not going to compare to the grocery store and it, this is not, it isn't the same thing. And, and I, now I get it, but it was definitely a a process of understanding it where, you know, okay, so I'm buying ground beef at, you know, food lion and it, and it's a dollar. And I mean, I don't even know what the prices are now, but let's say when I was looking, you know, it's. It's I can get ground beef for two dollars a pound or two fifty a pound or whatever, and then I'm gonna make I gotta make the jump in my brain to where <laughs> I'm willing to pay eight dollars a pound. That's yeah. a huge jump. But if you sit back and you look at how the cows are treated, where are the cows coming from? You know, they come mm-hmm. from other countries, and and they're mistreated and they're in big feedlots and. And the quality you're getting is a detriment to your health. Yes. Whereas I'll spend my, I mean, my food budget is giant. You know, I got, I got boys, I got a teenager and an up and coming teenager, like they eat a lot, but it's worth it to me because I have seen a transformation in the health and well-being of my family since I made the switch, but it was a slow switch. And I think with healthcare, it's the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. we all are like, live and die by what's covered under our insurance. And I was there too. I did the same thing. But if you, and what you just said is like gold, it's gold advice. Like you've got to look at it from a completely different lens because your insurance is for catastrophic care. It's for when you get sick, you know? I'm so thankful that your patient, assume I'm assuming he had insurance to cover meningitis care and his hospital stay. And that's a blessing. So I think that's good. But at the same time, you know, budgeting in, you know, holistic care, whether it's, um, you know, I mean, I think a holistic chiropractor for me, my relationship with you and how you've helped my family stay healthy. And, and then it goes beyond just an adjustment in your back too. I mean, it's, you know, I remember I had like chronic wrist pain, like for like a year, I don't know if it's because I was getting old or what, but like I, I, I injured it really subtly and it was bugging me. And you looked at me, you're like, what do you, what's wrong? And I'm like, oh yeah, I just, my wrist, it's just really jacked up. And you're like, oh, come here. <laughs> and I'm like, what? You're like, yeah, I'll adjust your wrist. I'm like, oh, you can, and I'm like an educated chiropractic patient. And I'm like, 
and you adjusted my wrist and it changed everything, you know? So I'm a big proponent, like find yourself a holistic chiropractor who gets it. Not all chiropractors are holistic, mind you. True. That's true. But you want to find one who kind of understands food and, you know, stress and all these other, you know, environmental factors and, you know, we're, you know, our bodies kind of go through a lot just living day to day. Mm -hmm. Um, So what, so can you think of like some steps just for people to kind of go through to be more holistic minded with their health care? Well, first step I think is, is what you're putting in your body. And I think everybody here is on that, on that right track, because if you, you know, we can't be eating, we can't be eating junk and thinking we're going to be healthy. So that's so unbelievably important. But I also believe that everyone, every human being needs a chiropractor, whether you're a one day old or a hundred years old, everyone needs a chiropractor because that's the lifeline. Your, your brain and your nervous system is your lifeline. And if that communication to your body is not a clear, open pathway, your body cannot function as well as it should. And so, you know, I would love for anyone to, that listens to understand that chiropractic is not about your back, your neck. It's about you as a whole person and as your, as your nervous system, as your whole body functions together. If you have a well-adjusted spine, your body will function better. So I would say that's an amazing place to start is getting your family under some sort of holistic chiropractic care. And whether that's, you know, once a month or as much as you feel like you need to, something is better than nothing. So that's a great place to start. Um, and, you know, beyond that, take things once, one step at a time, cleaning up your food, cleaning up, um, you know, your health care. Let's, you know, if you're, it depends on where you're at, right? If you're in a place of you're on lots of meds and you're, you're just really needing a lot of help, you know, you, it's a kind of a loaded question. You've, you've got to take things as they come. And, you know, for some people that literally means like, I need to get off the couch, turn off the TV and go take a walk. Yeah, right, right. Well, so. and I think that's the kind of the beauty of sort of, I mean, the way you have helped my family and just served my family is you kind of always kind of meet us where we're at. And, you know, and no matter what kind of symptom we're having or whatever, um, you know, you, you've been just a compassionate, you know, like provider that kind of, you know, cares about us. And I think that that's, you know, that's definitely a missing piece, I think, for a lot of folks is, you know, when, when, especially when, you know, you know, my whole family, you know, and and we were patients long before we were friends. I mean, now we're friends, but when we, when we were patients, like you, you saw all of us and I can't help but think like, if I knew when I was a young 24 year old new mom with my first child, if I knew then what I know now, you know, and my baby was, being treated, you know, regularly by a chiropractor, how much I could have avoided, mm-hmm. you know, how, how much intervention she could have avoided. And, and it's, and it's, it's regretful. And I, and I'm thankful that I, you know, that I know better now, but it does make me passionate about talking about it because, you know, obviously the food thing is my, you know, that's my jam. I want to talk about local food and all that. And, but it does go hand in hand with, 
you know, holistic healthcare. And there's a lot of tools that you use as a, you know, as a holistic chiropractor to help people feel their best. And, you know, and people, and people can like get off of medication, right? Because their, their health improves so much. Yeah. All the time, every day. Yeah. I mean, that's powerful. That's powerful. It's kind of switching. It's switching that power, isn't it? Like from, (laughs) you know, from the big, the big boys back to you where you can, you know, the marketing doesn't matter anymore because you're already, you're taking those steps. And like you said, it might just mean going for a, a walk or, you know, it could be very simple, but I think everybody can start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you can, and, you know, I want your listeners to, to know that you are the one with the power. You're the, you have the buying power when it comes to your food and you also have the buying power when it comes to your health. Like, you are in charge of taking care of that and then you can choose where you want to spend those dollars you know whether you're paying for this high and mighty you know healthcare plan that covers everything or maybe you change that and you put those funds into you know directly into you know you're seeing your chiropractor and and paying your your doctor and you know getting personal with them and there you have that buying power and it's, it's what fits you. If you if you're in a place where there's no one in your family that's that's dealing with any health concerns, then jump on this. You know, jump off that train and get on this one, where yeah. you know you're not wasting your hard-earned money to pay for this policy that doesn't do you any good anyways. Yeah, um, it's not serving you. And the, and the other thing I do want to stress, you know, before we before we wrap up is. You know, as far as I mean, I can't speak for every holistic chiropractor, but I'm going to assume this is generally uh, the norm. You use diagnostic tests all the time to see. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's it's not just a matter of like walking in, getting and some, for some people who are kind of already had dealt with a lot of their symptoms and are in like a sort of like a maintenance, maintaining their health. Maybe for them, it's, you know, get adjusted once a week and you know, in and out. But for some folks who are new, um, who have some underlying symptoms, they're trying to figure out, like, you can do all kinds of really amazing medical testing to determine what's going on with folks, and then give them a natural way to address those symptoms, right? Yeah. And and I think, you know, I, I, I don't, I can't vouch for every office. There are, there are different types of chiropractors just like there are different types of medical professionals um so yes you want to be looking for someone who is going to be thorough you you know I always I make the joke that there is there's the McDonald's of chiropractic just like you can you can get a McDonald's cheeseburger or you can go get a cheeseburger at a steakhouse and I like to say we are closer to the steakhouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and there and and that's and that's just a choice. Like, right, some things work better for others than the 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 the, the fast chain things that are out there for chiropractic can be very helpful. And for some people, that's how they get to get the care. And so that's not a bad thing. But if you need more and you need someone who's going to be more integrative, then then find that person. And there are ways to do that so that you're finding out figuring out what works best for your family because I would much rather someone go to a chain chiropractic office and actually get adjusted than not go at all see I love that I think that's really 
that just kind of goes to show how much you believe in how healing chiropractic can be because you know some folks might have been you know like don't go there come here but you're like no <laughs> yeah it's I mean, better it's better to do that than do nothing but i do think especially with which i think we'll have to do another episode about all the um kind of the toxins that we ingest um on purpose and not on purpose how that affects our health maybe we can do another podcast yeah. for that but um you know a lot of people have a lot of things going on you know mm-hmm. like symptoms that might not be life-threatening symptoms but are are threatening their livelihood like kind of their way of life and how they feel day to day and and kind of stealing some of their you know their overall health and wellness so you know that stuff's important too even if it's not life-threatening it's still important to kind of uncover what might be going on and to help that person heal and look at it from a holistic perspective Mm -hmm. because you know i would much rather see see someone get true health care and not just sick care and be thrown on a medication that they're going to be on for the rest of their life when it could have been prevented or corrected by some holistic things and healthier food and diet changes and lifestyle all of that love it so how do people find you who are local to like wake forest or you know in the vicinity how do they find you like maybe just tell us your the name of your practice again and yeah so i own vitality chiropractic in wake forest north carolina and um, we have a lot of amazing social media so if you find us on instagram or facebook there's a lot of really powerful uh, information there just scrolling through all of our previous posts um and i also have a podcast the vital life is my podcast and find sabrina's interview i interviewed her on there as well and so i'm using that as a platform to help break down some of these deeper subjects that i can't talk about when i'm in the in the room with a patient um you know obviously these are longer conversations to be had so i found that's a great place to talk and talk a little bit more about these tough and fun subjects. <laughs> yes. Well, and so now all of you can have your very own Dr. Sherry also, because <laughs> you can listen to her podcast, which is, I'm telling you, like every time, and I've known you for a long time and every time we'll, you know, if, if we do some sort of uh, like event to educate the community about something specific, I learn something every time I hear you talk. Um, so you really are you're a wealth of knowledge and the thing that I like the most about you isn't just you're wicked smart but you just really care about people and sometimes you know that's hard I don't know what it is about these days and, and a lot of doctors have just zero bedside manner I mean and not hey if I'm having a heart attack I don't care about your bedside manner so you know don't get me wrong but you know for the regular visits or, you know, whatever, like you really want to feel like someone actually cares about what, how you feel about stuff. I mean, I know it's crazy, but, but I'll link, um, I'll link Vitality, um, you know, their website in the show notes and I'll link Dr. Sherry's podcast, which I, I really think already, I mean, it's fairly new podcast, but the amount of information that you've been sharing about, um, especially in, you know, in kind of in your with your wheelhouse with just healthcare has been invaluable. I mean, people are really going to learn a lot just from listening to that. Thank you. I and, hope so. <laughs> yeah. We'll, and we need, there's a lot of topics I would love to, 
they're very controversial. So we'll have to think this through, but I would love to talk about in more in depth about some of the problems that we have, you know, in the United States and kind of how that bleeds into our healthcare and how we can kind of take control and advocate for ourselves. But thank you so much for Yes, you're welcome. Joining us today. Well, and I'll save all the spicy conversations for, for your podcast because I know your listeners like the spicy stuff. <laughs> yeah, so far, so good. So far, so good. I'm not shadow banned, I don't think, yet, but no, um, you're not. <laughs> that's the beauty of the podcast because, you know, your social media, pre- my social media presence is very, you know, vanilla. I mean, I'm still me because I, I don't really know how to be anything other than me, but I'm not, I'm not talking is, is, um, direct about some of the the issues because you know unfortunately if you're too if you're too freedom-minded you know sometimes you get you get blocked and all that but well thank you so much again and we will talk to you again for sure all right thank you sabrina all righty bye-bye bye